Puddles in the morning, puddles in the evening, puddles in the afternoon. Well, I'm a puddle boy and she's a puddle girl. The Puddles podcast is starting real soon. Uh, welcome to Puddles with Andrew Collin. Um, thanks for listening this week. I have an amazing guest, uh, an old friend who is still young, somewhat, still. <laughs> when I met her, she was very young, probably illegally young. Um, but uh, Claire Parker, she's a great comedian um, and a good friend, and I'm glad to have her on. Thanks for joining me. Oh, my Thank you so much for having me. I feel like St. Louis has really softened you. Is it the pandemic? Like, what's made you... I don't think you've ever been kinder to me in your life than that intro. <laughs> Do you have a completely different persona for puddles? I've never listened. Are you like a really great guy on this podcast? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Don't you dare talk about behind closed doors when I would pierce your nipples with knives. Bad boy Colin, you know, he smoked digs. He's wearing ratty t-shirts. He's been on a Harley. That's the, that's the Andrew I came to record with. Talk about uh, yeah. poison darts. No, I'm a, yeah, I'm more chill now. You know, I play golf. I got a girlfriend. Uh, you know, I I eat somewhat clean. You know, I just you know work out. I like to imagine that means you've like washed a vegetable now. Like for the first time in your life, you're taking an apple to a faucet and you're like, this is clean eating, baby. <laughs> like before, you were just pulling rubbish out of the ground, and you're like, dirt is good for the immune system. <laughs> By the way, my room is a fucking pigsty, so don't like get it twisted. I'm still like terrible and disgusting, but yeah, no, I think I've matured a little bit. I've slowed down, you know. I've slowed yeah. down in my old age, and the pandemic yeah. made you reflect. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's just those vaccines that's making us all a little bit brain dead. You know what I mean? Maybe it's those microchips are taking up too much processing. I mean, I don't even want to get started on this Delta variant. I mean, it's it. Oh, it, just, ah, it makes me angry. Unvaccinated people make me very comes. angry. Huh? I Delta variant kills me. I'd rather get it and die than do another pandemic winter. And I stand by that. Wow. I don't think I can make it through another one. I was saying on stage the other day, I wanted the pandemic to go keep going just so I didn't have to eat an asshole. Like, like, like 30,000 dead to keep it out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, I don't imagine, I couldn't do it. If I'm vaccinated, I'm not going to lock myself up again. I'm not, no. I'm not. It's not going to happen. Look, at this point, I got one grandma left. So it's, it's you guys. It's house money right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's <laughs> y'all ones that I'm playing with, and I'm not going to slow down for them. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one grandma left, too. She's 100 years old. She, look, it's going to be something. I just saw some hilarious Boris Johnson quote that I guess he said in September about how, like, the average death age is actually older than the life expectancy. So he's like, really, these people are living on borrowed time. <laughs> like, if you get COVID, you're older to be. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, at this wrong. He, he ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. I mean, I don't know. I, um, I just think, like, uh, you know, the unvaccinated, they, they want to now say that, well, vaccinated people can get the Delta variant as well. 99% yeah. of people in hospitals are unvaccinated. And then uh, the vaccinated people, when you get it, it's like nothing because you're vaccinated. 
compared to like you can almost die. So I don't know. It just whatever. I don't care. This is whatever. We'll move off. on. But anyway, I'm just all that is to say is that I've I've watched everything on Netflix. So if this is the end, this is the end for me. Like I cannot stay home another day. What about Hulu? A lot of things. I feel like Hulu and Netflix are, is all the same shit now. Do you know what I mean? I feel like they're sharing. They're kind of getting a little bit incestuous with their content. <laughs> you got Prime Video. I yeah. I what? What's the last show you're watching? Oh my god! You know what I just had to watch? I just watched Miss Americana like this morning because I'm doing a podcast on it later. So I had to like rewatch Miss Americana. But I just How finished the Good that? Place. You're Miss Taylor Americana, Head, right? Oh, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Swifty, and I have to say, it's a bit. I loved Miss Americana when it came out, but to watch it now, post pandemic, post folklore, post Evermore, it's a real like, it's very silly. It feels very dated and completely out of sync with any reality because she seems like so much more grown up and so much herself. So to like watch this narrative arc where she comes into her own and her own is lover, and she's singing like that song, Me. Taylor, just you wait, sweetheart. You're going to come out with some real fucking music soon. <laughs> I think one of the best things she did is, you know, the national who she paired up with that like weird guy mm -hmm. that plays guitar. who's probably like the genius behind the national and probably gets yelled at. I think a lot by their lead singer. He just seems like an angry person, mm -hmm. but they're very like introspective and they don't try too hard. And I think he yeah. brought that to Taylor where it's like, no, your lyrics are good enough. Like, you don't need all this extra noise. I was telling, I swear to God, I called it a while ago. I was like, she's going to go back to country. She's going back to country. And she went to folk or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like she proved everything she has to prove. She's like, you want to see a pop song? I'll do a pop song. You want to see a rap song? I'll do a rap song. And now she can kind of just settle and do music for her. Also, but, an um, aging I, pop star is like, it, it feels weird. Like Madonna, like you, you I, can't hold on to sexy. You can't. I'm sorry. Like you, you can can't. still, you know, Rolling no, Stones you can't even. That same way. It's just like, it, there's a tightness. There is a certain point in your body where like you lose that extra layer of fat and it's just like all sinews. And there's something about watching the literal veins and muscles in somebody's arm, like move in their face. And you're like, I don't want to be able to see the inside of you, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, the Rolling up. Stones. I want the Rolling Stones to wear like long button downs and khakis and just let like, just be an old man singing some cool songs. Like stop trying to look hot. What are you I doing? I am so excited. I mean, I'm almost 30 and I can't wait to throw on like an oversized anything and be like, sexy is a floor length dress now, a shirt dress. You know what I mean? Like a button down shirt dress with a big old belt and boots or something. Like, I can't wait to stop. <laughs> I'm so tired. It seems like you've been stopping though lately. Like when I first met you, you were like, uh, I, you were like 22 right out of college. You had blonde, like dyed hair. Like you were kind of like a... a yeah you would be perceived more bimbo-y and like leaning mm. towards fashion, like leaning towards like, look at my, at my looks first. Yeah. And then I think you can, you can go against that to the point where maybe too like you can still be pretty without, and you can still be handsome without like, trying as hard I, yeah. but also you don't have to completely give up either. I gave up. Well, I like, honestly, when I started, I went kind of hard trying to like, and then that, but then I'd come out one time and the thing about if you show up looking slutty one night, that's the night people remember for the rest of your life. I mean, I was looking like shit, no makeup, hair in a bun, like 99% of the time. And then every once in a while on a Saturday night, I'd show up at a birthday party with a little crop top and whatever. And everybody's like, well, you're, you love to look hot. And I'm like, okay, it was four nights last year, but <laughs> <laughs> they have that seared into their brain. You know, what? can I say something controversial out the gate? 
Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the gate's been open, but sure. <laughs> We're lap two out gate. This podcast <laughs> like a is long, ten minutes. Bloody warm up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Just> closing statements. <laughs> Something to chew on for the listeners. Take your time. Your husband's <laughs> Yum yum yum. So I have, I have a boyfriend, right? Okay, that's done. Okay. <laughs> that's is that the, think is about that... it. <laughs> no, it gets crazy. Okay, go ahead. What what about your boyfriend? Um, I have never put him on Instagram. But are you frozen or are you just bored? <laughs> your uh, face both. Is, oh, okay. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Behind the freeze, you're still bored. <laughs> you're actually looking at your phone if the computer came through. Okay, but I never, I've never posted him. But for whatever vibes I'm putting out, I don't get any slutty DMs from men. No men slide into my DMs anymore, and they used to do all the time. And it's not because they think I have a boyfriend, because if you follow me on Instagram, there's no way you would know. So it must be the vibes I'm putting out. Like I am not putting out single girl energy. And this is like so fucked up. And I know I'm recording it, but if anyone quotes saying it, but I do feel like when people are like, eh, these gross men are in my DMs, it is stoppable. Like it is You just have to get gross yourself. There. Yeah, you just have to stop. I mean, if you stop putting hot, fo- like sexy, thirsty photos of yourself out there, people won't think you're thirsty anymore. Like I did just put up one hot photo and they all came rushing back. And it is amazing how it is. I mean, it's not like we can't stop it. You know what I mean? It's not like they're banging down the hatchets. They're just, they're responding to what they think you're putting out there. That makes sense. That makes sense. Like, I don't think, um, I'm trying to think like Kamala Harris is getting a ton of cock pics. I, I can imagine she has nothing but kind words in her DMs. Just a lot lot of no no granted yes she has a lot of like die bitch but like but then you know she's married (laughs) but I I get what you're saying I get what you're saying I think like I don't know though I do think there's a way to like present yourself sexy without being available where maybe you would get less yeah but still yeah I I get what you're saying I'm ugly like I don't think in photos I like ever look like truly ugly I think even a neutral photo would tent would be above a five. Is that fair to say, or do you think that's too too conceited? Uh, St. Louis Andrew would say yes. <laughs> that's what it is. It's the same. New it's York like a big Andrew, fish, small pond. New York Andrew would say a done up Claire's a four and a half tops. <laughs> Blonde Claire got to five, but this been years. <laughs> no, you don't lean into your sexiness. You don't. But I think yeah. part of it is. Uh, I don't know. I think when you're in New York and a lot of even girl comedians are leaning towards showing their ass, showing their tits to get likes and it actually gets more rewarded than a, a, a clever bit. So then you want to like counter that and you have like all these thoughts in your head. Well, I'll wear sweatpants on stage and you're going to like me for the content that's coming out of my mouth. And even though I am prettier than you, like all these thoughts, I'm sure are probably come in your head. But I And think, you know like, where I'm at? Where you at with it? I'm, I'm circling back. I like have recently been like, all right, Claire, you have to, at the end of the day, Instagram specifically is a visual medium. And if you want people to be engaging, it has to be visually interesting. And I'm sorry, but like, like a text meme where you've just written out your joke, like it's not as interesting as like something that you are looking at that's visually stimulating. And so I'm about to, I'm like actively trying to rebrand my Instagram and it sucks. I don't want to because I think I'm vulnerable in so many ways that like the last thing I want to put on my plate is now also I'm trying to be hot all the time when I feel like 
Like I, it's easy when you're yeah. in that single mode and you want to go out and you want to get like, you know what I mean? Like when I was going to bars and flirting and like every time I left the house, there was like an opportunity to meet somebody. It was just like part of my everyday. Anyway, now I'm in, I like live with my boyfriend. I don't have that everyday need to like dress up and look, I'm not somebody who dresses for myself. I'm not one of those girls who's like, it makes me feel confident, look beautiful. It makes me feel confident to wear sweatpants and have my hair in a bun and like wake up one minute before I need to be somewhere. So like that yeah. extra energy is like taxing on me. And the fact that I now have to put that energy to put it on Instagram and like be judged in one more way is a lot. But I think I have to do it just to like level up my entire career. It's like just the- Well, I just think it. you have to go big one way or the other. So if you're going to go big in the sweatpant game, it's hard for you because you are pretty enough and look put together, even if you're dressed in like literally sloppy Joe's is rubbed all over you where it doesn't seem like you're, you're going that far away from trying yeah. to look hot. You're kind of in the middle yeah. ground here and no one, yeah, you don't ever want to be in the middle. I'm it's, I'm literally just hot enough that, people can discount me when they want to, but not hot enough that it's gotten me anything. Like I remember when I started comedy, I was like, no, Claire, like don't be like, don't get things for being pretty. Don't like get things just because guys want to hook up with you. And now I look back and I'm like, did I even have an opportunity? Like, was that even on the plate for me? <laughs> if I could do it differently, don't... I would have fucked my way to the top year one. I would have, Jeff Singer would have given me just for laughs the first day I met him. And now he's been canceled and me too. And I'll never get JFL now. <laughs> well, first of all, no one knows who Jeff Singer is that listens to this podcast, but that's, but that goes back to the insulin, insulin, insulinary, whatever world of stand-up comedy in New York, where it's like these like pressures, the outside pressures of being authentic, being organic, uh, being, uh, um, you know, original. And then also while keeping your whatever, like all these like thoughts, they really do go away when you move to St. Louis. Like I just, that's why I'm, I think I'm more calm. I'm more like at peace with who I am because I don't have these like waking thoughts of like, what's this person thinking of me? How's this like going on? And like, I don't know. I, and I, I know I'm like projecting on you. I'm just saying like, these are the things that went through me, through my head when I was in New York. No, like I think uh, you're trying to climb such a specific ladder and it's like, there's only, it's like, you know what I mean? It's a one person ladder. And so you're trying to climb up according to how everybody else will let you climb up. And then you take a step away and you look at like the Patreon game and, you know, make college. Like there's just such a bigger world. And there's so many ways. If your passion is just like try to pay your rent with the thing you like to do, which is comedy or chatting or whatever. There's so many avenues that just put yourself on this New York city stand up ladder is very. Um, well, yeah, I just don't, but don't realizing. like, don't feel bad for looking pretty. Don't feel bad for looking good. Don't feel bad for looking together. Don't look bad for like having an advantage. Like, fuck you. Like the people that have a problem with it are probably like jealous and they're like projecting onto you and they're saying, and if anyone's saying that about you now, like, oh, you're just off your looks. You've been in the game for like eight years now. Like you've put your I've time like, in. I do feel like, yeah, I've earned yeah. my right to be here. And like something I've learned is, this idea that you're using an advantage that's not fair. Like everything that can be used against you will. So whatever you do have that you can use to your advantage, use it. And at the end of the day, they care a lot about followers. Like followers is important to people who make choices. And if you can get your followers this way, I mean, I have a different strategy for every social media, like TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. It's yeah, all different. And you just got to play the game. 
so that at the end, of, I quit my day job. It's just like the end game is to never have to be receptionist again and whatever it fucking takes. <laughs> Look, if it takes blowing your boyfriend and having to move in with you and, you know, shaving your vagina once every six months, that's what you got to do. You know, shaving. RIP. Sh- I mean, waxing. I'm ripping that shit out. Hot wax. Vet yourself? Lana. You do it yourself? No, I, I actually had a very traumatic first waxing experience. So now I go to Bliss, which is so expensive, but I'm so scared of anything else. Why would happen? Yeah, like a, the first, a, a infection or something? No, it was like the first time I ever went, I just went to like some back room in a, a <laughs> manicurist and the lady like put me down and sh- the wax, I think it was this like old spit that she found on the ground. She was using like the gunk from between tiles and she put it down and the first strip hurt so bad. Yeah. I cried and I immediately was like, it's fine. I'm going to stop. And she was like, no. And she, ins- and like, she was holding me down and I was going, it's like, I'll pay you double anything to stop. And she kept being like, I have to make it even now. And I was crying, like begging her not to do it. I was like, I will pay you anything to let me get up from this table. And she just kept going. So now I go to bliss. Cause it's like, the nicest wax and it's oh very painful. Oh my God. Yeah. That's terrible. That happened with my and eyebrows. Some lady did my eyebrows. Granted your pussy probably hurt way worse. And who, you know, but they did it. She did one eyebrow and it hurt so bad, but I was already there and I'm just some people pleaser. And I probably tipped her 30%. I probably tipped her more. I was like, Oh, thank you for making me cry and bleed out my eyes. And then I went to a wedding the next day. And I look like I got attacked. I got bit and punched by Mike Tyson on the eyes. And I wore glasses everywhere. And then my <laughs> my best friend would rip my glasses off and go, oh, look at it. And eventually I leaned into it by the end of it. And I was just like, this is who I am now. I'm Joey Fatone or Chris Fitzpatrick, but like bleeding out the eyes. Like they were so manicured. And since then I just, I just wouldn't do it again. Like I get it. I get what you, I had pussy eyes, like your pussies on my eyes. Yeah, pussy eyes. It was, and the thing is, the, lo- the more you go, the less it hurts because they start ripping them out by the roots. You know what I mean? I'm, I feel like I'm about a year out from almost never being able to grow hair again. Like I've balded myself, but I still go and I clench because it's scary and it's hot. I leave sweating. And I used to go during my lunch breaks at work and I get my lip done too. So I'd have to go back to the office and I'd have your pussy eyes, but on my mouth. <laughs> so I'd have your pussy, pussy eyebrow mouth. lips. <laughs> and I would just be bleeding from the upper lip. And I'd be like, is this more subtle? Is this better than a light mustache? <laughs> yeah, because by the time it heals and like scabs over, you have a mustache again. But you're like, ah, beat the system. <laughs> I'm like, it's not hair. It's just good old fashioned blood. And that's more feminine. <laughs> Why you're licking it like a fucking animal. I, 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 I down. Well, it's like just funny lips, to be like, like the logo. It is funny to be like completely waxed, completely clean, but then also dressed disheveled and not wear makeup. So it's like, you actually are like, you do like want to feel sexy still. Wow. It's like a nice balance yeah, for but you. Not, but for me, well, you know what's funny is I don't – I, like, stopped shaving my legs last winter not out of, like, a feminism, just, like, one day I, I didn't do it. And then every time I looked down, I was like, oh, this is going to be an event. And it was, like, an event I just kept pushing off, but I won't miss a wax. So I have, like, a perfectly pristine pussy and just, like, the legs of a man. And it's really, like, <laughs> who is this for? But the problem is – and I, I used to do a joke about this. Have you like, shaved your legs just, since then or no? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. What was the, the joke? Sorry. Blonde. They're blonde, so it's not terrible. <laughs> and it was a pandemic winter with my boyfriend on a lease. Like, who's coming? No one's going. You know what I mean? Like, at some but he point, didn't have a problem with the leg hair. He he he. No, he doesn't no care. Yeah, he's I even w- 
One time I, I woke I, up in the morning and you, know, you should do the opposite one day and just fuck with them. Just grow that pussy hair out and keep the legs pristine. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, if there's an equilibrium of hair I have to have at all time. And it's just like, pick your place. <laughs> all armpits. So what was the joke though about a wax pussy with leg hair? Oh, just that like, I know it's not feminist and I'd love to be a person who could have like a like pussy hair, but it's I can't. Like it doesn't turn me on to have a lot of pubic hair. And it's just like, sometimes a tree grows crooked, but that's the tree now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just a woman who can only be turned on by my own vagina if it looks like a baby. <laughs> and that's, Dude, that's grown um, up you're speaking my language. If I trim my pubes, I'm more turned on by myself. I won't masturbate if it's too hairy. Like, it's not even, yes, kind of, like, my boyfriend is going shit, but I don't want to get, I'm not fighting down there. Look, if I'm masturbating, it's because I don't want to move. Like, I'm like, I'm putting on porn. I'm truly moving. I have a vibrator. I could burn a calorie and have a beginning to end orgasm. You know what I mean? Like I'm so stationary. It's in and out in two minutes. I go straight to sleep. If there's any obstruction down there, I'm not interested. I'm not turned on. I sometimes have to pull the covers up if it's been too long. I'm like, don't look at it. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. It looks like the visual I have with your long leg hair and, and no pussy hair is if you're wearing like leather chaps. You know, when you ride a horse and they're all the way up <laughs> Like, and they're just bare in the middle. Like, that's what I'm envisioning. Like, <laughs> just like a, like a tan line of hair, like a bikini line. Uh, it's so rich. Wait, so do you, um, this has been a lot of topic with me and Nikki recently. I, so I've been dating this girl. I, we use a vibrator almost every time we fuck. Do you use a vibrator with your boyfriend or no? Because it sounds like yeah. you come pretty quick with a vibrator. Yeah, but the problem is I think you become, like, I have been, like, I want to wean myself off it. I feel like I have to go cold turkey almost. <laughs> and then, like, just, like, let those nerves rebuild. But I might have killed them. Do you know what I mean? In the same way that I've ripped out so many pubes, I might not ever have pubes again. I'm, like, down to just, like, the nub of a nerve ball. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what's <laughs> Like, it's Dude. too late. Dude, I was having sex and the vibrator, like died while we were fucking and the level of disappointment that she showed i go you know my dick's still here like <laughs> she's like fumbling to get it to work again and it kind of hurt my feelings a little bit like just because i was like i know like i'm glad like i could be a, a duo with a vibe all day long half man half robot i'm all about it like whatever makes you come just as quick as or like at the same time kind of that i am or quicker so i don't as, as soon as we can stop thinking about you and your pleasure and get back to what matters perfect <laughs> but here's the thing i don't come that good either because of zoloft so so like i'll i'll be hard You're a I, woman. Take, I take <laughs> viagra i take viagra so i'm hard but i don't come that's <laughs> so I'm, I'm like a dildo myself so my point is is like if i'm not gonna come because there's times where i just know i'm not gonna come i just want to get her to come just because yeah it's exhausting it really, you know, 45 minutes in and you're just like, okay, well, I mean, let's- we're still humans. It's still just skin. And at some point you can't be wet for, it's going to be frictiony. You know what I mean? We're adults here. Yeah. We're all adults. I, I brought lube in for the first time ever. And that is a, a game changer. That, I I, that. Yeah. Yeah. So lube and a vibe and a penis. And it's, and well, the problem, and I just want to say for your ego, are you frozen? No. Wow, you're so still. <laughs> <laughs> but the connection is unbelievable. I mean, but huh? 
I need you to get like a ticker at the bottom just so I can know when you're bored and when you're frozen. Cause I'm I cannot the number. Tell. You're like, did he die? I think he died. I'm watching you have a stroke and I'm talking about the vibrator. <laughs> Every second I'm here being like, listen, it's not you, dude. Once you've started with a vibrator, there's no coming back from it. That orgasm is on a vibrator bound track and you're like losing every word in your vocabulary you come back just full of phasia <laughs> back to just, <laughs> hair. yeah just the blood is just slowly draining from your skull when you get when your boyfriend moves in do 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 you feel a level of like a rush to engagement more now that no, i felt with- the pressure off interesting because not that I was ever in a rush to get married, but I definitely think specifically living in New York City and living in the United States where things like rent and insurance really are just easier if you have a partner or a husband. There, like Once he moved in, I'm like, all right, I'm good. That was, I don't, I don't care about relationship like milestones because I know him and I know our relationship, but there are things where I'm like, it would considerably make my life easier if I did not have a roommate and I did not have to get on the fucking J train to see you. So once we got that, I'm good. Uh, my next thing though, is I do, I, I quit my job, so I don't have insurance. So now I am sort of like ring hungry, but just in a signing way, like in a courthouse way, not in a commitment way, but just yeah. in like a God, if I get hit by a truck, I would love for that to not bankrupt my mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't work with him. You worked with him before. How does that feel not you know, being in a relationship, also working together. Now you're not, I mean, I would assume it's hotter now that you don't see them every single day and, you know. Well, especially post pandemic, like it's funny having something to tell him because I used to just like bop into his room every 10 minutes and be like, here's what happened when I got coffee. Here's what happened when somebody called me. It's definitely fun to have different things. Also, when I left my job, it had gotten a little bit spicy at work, not with me and him, with me and like um, my bosses. And by spicy, I mean, they hated me. (laughs) So it was getting... uh, (laughs) It's getting a little bit tense, and he is it like a perfect. Could be skirt with leg hair. That could be the perfect. They're like, look, yeah. <laughs> we hate the looks of you. Yeah. When we hired you, you were blonde, like Andrew Cullen promised. For yeah, I put it in writing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so now you don't work together. So did you ever have sex with him at the office? Or oh no, no you can't would, say that. You can't because he's no. Works. Also, he would never like he would literally even he has an office now and it's like he would barely talk to me at work he's very respectful and professional would you ever he doesn't like, even would you ever look over there and be like oh my god your pencil fell sir like would you ever flirt like weirdly like or, yeah i would go up and go excuse me sir there's a phone call for you it's urgent because you're so important no <laughs> I, yeah uh, no but that would be fun though, to flirt below contact. like with when it's not legal you know not legal but you know what i mean um, the thing is, our office was like an open floor plan office, and even all the bosses have glass doors, so it was like a panopticon kind of thing where everyone could see everything, and it was dead silent. There was no socializing ever, so even a whisper everybody could hear. So there was like not an opportunity to chat or flirt or even really look in each other's directions. I'm, <laughs> we were how did I, were you scared about losing? Well, I guess you weren't that scared about losing your job you know, whatever. I'm not saying being a receptionist is below being a big like trader yeah. earner, but like. Was oh. he scared about, like, did you have to come out to HR? And how did that conversation go? No, because actually it wasn't until, like, a few months before I left, he had just been promoted to a place where, like, next year they would have asked for his feedback for, like, my bonus and stuff. And at that point, he would have had to disclose, I think, because there's a clear conflict of interest. But as long as I was there, since he didn't give feedback in my reviews, 
it, we didn't technically have to disclose it. It's so fun. I love to see his feedback. He's like, yeah, she's a hard worker, receptionist, solid shaved pussy. <laughs> Places for improvement, the entire leg. <laughs> Both of them. And her lips bleeds a lot. But we should give her 200 grand bonus so I don't have to pay for groceries anymore. <laughs> what, um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, you guys been together, what, three years now? Yeah, like two and a half. I rounded up to three for the pandemic. It was a lot of together time. (laughs) No, I mean, I think, uh, and how does your stand-up feel these days? Good? Like, are you enjoying it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm so happy to be back. I'm trying to figure it out. I mean, the whole New York scene is so different and weird, but I love, I, I was worried I'd lose everything. And all these new people who moved to New York would like come and usurp me in a minute. And then it was nice to get on stage and be like, oh, no, no, no. Seven years doesn't go away overnight. Like there is, I am mm-hmm. better than somebody who started two months ago in a fucking pandemic. Like if you've only ever done comedy in a park, I'm, I could probably still write a better joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But do you look good in a G-string? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, and how uh... much hair you like. <laughs> um, do you prefer when guys trim their stuff? For sure then, right? Yeah, just a, especially like if you're going to give head, you don't want pubes in your teeth. I don't, there's nothing worse than getting a little pubie in your mouth. Do girls talk about like the worst head they ever gave? Like the worst dick that's ever been in their mouth? I don't know that they would talk about it in the context of putting it in their mouth because I feel like if you can see that it's bad, like I don't know what about the mouth would bring a new sensation unless it tasted horrible, but I feel like you would know if it was going to taste horrible. Like you, like you could smell it going in or you could probably even see going in that's going to taste horrible and prep yourself. But I don't know that a girl's ever been like, this guy I thought had a good dick and then I put it in my mouth and I'll, you'll never know what my tongue discovered. <laughs> when I got to the back of my throat, suddenly I realized it was a little bit asymmetrical. <laughs> my girlfriend said I had a smooth penis the other day and I go, what kind of bumpy cocks have you been... <laughs> dealing with before me. they come in all shapes and sizes and they come in oh, all I textures know. nobody talks about the textures the textures i freaking uh yeah no i mean i think like do you still give now that your boyfriend lives with you sex how many times a week now definitely not as many but i don't know if it's because he lives with me or it's because i stopped like i stopped working out and i feel like when you're not leaving the house anymore but i would say three to four times a week now so that's a lot still. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like it's like a healthy amount. It's like something I'm like pretty conscious of. Like if it was ever more than like two or three days, I would, even if I wasn't feeling horny, I'd be like, all right, it's like, work. you know what I mean? Like I would never just let it get out of control. <laughs> Let's but, get that come out. That's right. <laughs> but it's also like a fully, I don't feel horny when I'm not working out, but I stopped going to the gym because I lost I like quit my job so I have no money so I quit my gym membership and now I like have to start running I guess but that just sounds awful and it's been months and I haven't moved my body and I feel like when I'm not working out at all I'm just like less inclined to have sex I don't feel like the endorphins aren't there so I feel like I gotta so you quit your job or something you quit your job and quit working like most of the time people are like I quit my job now I'm focusing on my health and you're telling me yeah so why don't you go down to uh, the park and like there's gym stuff there. Like- yeah, but it's like a hundred degrees. And also I don't super want you. Oh, can I tell you actually what the problem is, is I like, I'd rather go for a run than do yoga. But the problem is 
my whole body hurts from never stretching in my life. So I know before I get back to running, I need to start doing yoga and just like at least one time stretch it out. But then every time it's yoga time, I'm like, oh God, I don't want to do it. And so now I'm stuck in this loop of being like, I'd want to run, but I can't run unless I do yoga, but I don't want to do yoga. And then, and now it's been four months. So what are you going to do? <laughs> so what do you do all day? Um, I'm, I'm working on my podcast. I <laughs> Somehow there's always dishes. I don't know. I like, I chat, I go get coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest in- three sentences I've ever heard in my life. So what do you do all day? I'm working on my podcast. There's always dishes. <laughs> uh, uh, that was rich. Uh, you don't have to do yoga to run. This is a, a block you're putting on yourself. I know, but I think I might, because the thing is I do live an active lifestyle. Like I probably, I get 10,000 steps every day. No problem. I've stopped because I'm poor. I never Uber and the subway is like a treat. So I city bike everywhere. So I am like constantly biking and walking. So I'm not just on my tush. You know what I mean? I'm not just, Mm -hmm. I look fit, but the problem is my knee hurts. And I think if I, if I just touched my toes once, it would probably stop, but the motivation okay. there's no planet motivation. fitness is ten dollars in in not planet fitness the other one it's like ten dollars oh, yeah. in new york a month blink blink maybe i'll do that maybe i'll join <laughs> blink the thing also, is i like the i was raised upper middle class so i you know what i mean unfortunately <laughs> yeah equinox are bust yeah i was I wasn't built for a planet fitness, go figure it out yourself nonsense. I was raised on a Barry's boot camp. I was raised on a soul cycle. I was raised on a, a pure bar, if you will. And I just don't know how to tell myself, my, my body, it follows directions. I'm ready yeah. for a Simon Says. I'm not ready for a freestyle. You know what I mean? I get that. Well, what? how about having a conversation with the old boyfriend saying, hey, you know, I, I feel sexier when I work out. Yeah, obviously, I'm pursuing my passion. You think maybe uh, I could have, you know, a stipend each month to just take care of my health? I don't know. I mean, it's a hard conversation to have, right? But The then problem it- is he doesn't spend money on anything. Like, not that he's cheap, but truly, like, he goes to blink. Do you know what I mean? It would be hard for me to be like, no, I need a nicer gym than you. Also, <laughs> I would feel very guilty asking for that. I mean, I could go to, also, I could have just not quit my job to do dishes all day. <laughs> like I did make Equinox money at my job. There was no reason. Like people really thought that I was going to make him pay my rent. And it's like, look, if I had gotten hit by a bus, if I had been fired, I think he would have come in and like helped me out for a bit and stuff. And then like, of course, until things like smooth over and you're back on your feet, but I can't just be like, I got bored. You have to pay my rent now. <laughs> yes. Well, then do you have to, friends. You pay your rent right now, though, right? Still? Yeah. So you're paying it with savings that you made from your other job? No, it's a tough conversation. It's a tough because unless you're like, but that goes back to the engagement thing or like the level of like the next step. The next step is, oh, we're engaged. Now you could pay for my Equinox membership. But until then, (laughs) you know what I mean? There's like a great. Actually, I have like a very, I'm like very intense about what it is. Like, about making sure I never use him financially. Like, cause when I started comedy, I went into it 
I could have gone into finance and also just made money. And I'm like, I specifically chose this thing that makes me happy. And the yes. payoff is that I can't live this like nice life. And I'm making that choice and I can't just like date somebody and like use them and be like, well, you didn't make that choice to be happy. He is at some shitty desk job all day. Like I don't get to live a nice life because and have it both ways. And so a big thing, like I don't want to get engaged until I'm like fully financially solvent from comedy. Like I won't get engaged to him until I'm like back where I was financially. From. I, 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 you do you. I'm just saying, I think these like, do you, you put these things on yourself that but like, I did, but I, but they are on myself, but they are like important to me. And agreed, I feel like agreed. And I'm not saying that slope. they shouldn't be. I think it's, I think though, like there can be like, okay. Like for me, for instance, like I got, I'm working for Nikki. Right. And like, like obviously like comedy led me to fucking St. Louis. My life right now is, you know, I'm living in a fucking penthouse. Like I have money to pay for a car. I have money. Like money isn't so much of an issue anymore for me for the first time from comedy. Like, but like the idea that we have to like struggle and like until I make it my own way without, and I don't think that would like, I think getting help, especially from a partner that loves you, who wants to help you, mm-hmm. even if it's like a little thing like gym classes, like we're not talking about take me to Saks and buy me a $10,000 yeah. dress just because I want to look hot on a one day a year. You know what I mean? You're asking for like, like, so I get what you're saying. I get that it motivates you and you want to feel independent and, 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 you know, blah, blah, blah. But then I think I didn't mean blah, blah, blah to like, uh, you know whatever <laughs> feminism blah 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 but <laughs> I, uh, but i don't know i just like think like you can get help and feel good and and feel like you're doing these other things and feel um stable in like certain ways and still be hilarious and still be motivated like i don't and, know i mean i agree but i do, like i guess in my mind to say like, oh, I'm too good for Blink. I need Equinox is like more than help. That's like an unnecessary, that's a luxury that you get if you make expendable income. And instead of, instead of that luxury, I have the luxury of the fact that I like woke up this morning, casually got coffee, watched Miss Americana, and now I'm doing a podcast with my friend and calling that my career. You know what I mean? So it's like, if I that's wanted true. Equinox, I could have had Equinox. And instead I did nothing. Like today he had to wake up and put on a literal tie and then take the subway and be at work by 8.30. Like, and he doesn't go to Equinox, so I don't get to be like, hey, I did nothing all day. But for some reason, I can't motivate myself to do fucking yoga with Adrian on YouTube enough to then go for a run. I need $200 a month, please. <laughs> like, so I, like, I agree. Like, he pays more of the rent. And he gets, like, the little bonus room as his office. So that's kind of – but it is, like, even if there wasn't a bonus, I think he would pay a little bit more just because it's easier. You know what I mean? There's definitely yes. – yeah. he'd cover dinner. Also, like, I mean, I get a lot of bonuses. His family has a house in, like, Como. Um, so like, like I'm struggling and, you know, like I can't go to a nice gym, but he did pay for our flight so that I could go to like Como with him in September and, you know, have this like very nice Italian vacation. So like, I, like there are, I'm definitely not like, no, everything is 50, 50, 50, we're going Dutch, but there are things that I would consider unnecessary luxury that I did sacrifice to be able to do whatever I want literally every day. And yes. like the difference between Blink and Equinox is that luxury that I've said. I get what you're saying. That makes sense. That makes sense. And it doesn't have to be Equinox. Maybe you do New York Sports Club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, I mean, and look, I just think like finances and money, it's so annoying to talk to, especially with a partner. And 
and like when do you bring it up like when do you bring up what you're like you guys came from the same job you kind of had an understanding of what each other does but it's like it's an annoying thing especially when you move in together and it's like you want to stay independent but you also it's you're together like you're supposed no, to we're together. Together. and like i mean everything is 50 50 at the end of the day yeah. like i do both of our like i don't do our laundries but i get it washed and folded and then i end up paying <laughs> for it and then <laughs> so that's like like 20 or 30 dollars a week i guess like the stuff like that i can't be like meh but also i'm like oh god what am i gonna fold my own laundry that would suck then like because i'm home i'll drop off his dry cleaning and then when i pick it up it's like i'm not gonna be like venmo me 30 dollars for your dry cleaning like i do think that ultimately we will get married so i don't really i mean it's it'll be my money now or my money later (laughs) oh my god i can't (laughs) wait for you to get married and he's like he's you still have to be like hey can i get like 12 bucks for this uber and he's like i know we're married but like it's to an open mic so i don't want it to like i want to keep that separate that's one of my big things. Yeah, that's a business expense. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll write this off. I am um, a big thing for me is that I cannot be a married person at an open mic. So, like, we can't get married until I'm sure I'll never go to an open mic again for the rest of my life. You realize, though, like, let's say, God forbid, you're not making a living wage a year and a half, two years from now off of comedy. And then he goes, Well, I want to marry you because, you know, my sperm wants to fertilize or whatever you know how they say it so Mm -hmm. you know romantically i don't know i'm just saying like you're i do the same thing like i say like oh i could never have a kid unless i had a hundred thousand dollars in the bank like because i don't want to deal with and that's not even probably enough to even have a kid nowadays if you're really like being smart about it but then again plenty of poor people have kids and it's fine so i don't know i think we like put these things on ourselves like that might motivate us, but then I'm just worried that it might hurt your relationship in the future. And so the thing about that is I do think there'll be a point in a year or two where it's like, if I ha- if think, or I guess two to three years where if things are really looking bad, I'll not call it necessarily, but I'll have to reposition myself yes. and be like, okay, if I'm in year 12 of open mics, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be a mom at an open mic, especially like this late in the game. It's one thing to like have your real, be a single mom and have a realization you love comedy. I can't just be like a failed comedian who's dropping my kids off at preschool and like still trying to get up at the creek in the cave. Um, that, you know what I mean? I can't be in basements with a child. That's too far. But I do think like our podcast is doing really well and we're making money off of that. And I think by the end of the year, I'll be able to live off that's of great. that. So I, I do. What's the name of the it? podcast? Like, the name of the podcast? Name of the podcast. Celebrity Remember. Memoir Book Club. Check right, it out. Cool. We read the book so you don't have to. Um, but so yeah, I see it going in the direction that I hope. So like I know, like he's in finance. I'll never make as much money as him. But I do think there's like a there's like a crux where I'm not losing money actively. Got you it. Know what I mean, no, no, yeah, for sure. I mean, I you know, and I'm not like trying to be like you should you gotta you know i'm not trying to do that. i'm just like no i, and I, I mean just, i'm flexible like everything is open you know what i mean i'm yeah. not gonna like go to my deathbed of like an unmarried and childless and be like next year we'll be like in a few years i'm Dude. drying up down there and i'm getting a little you know my eggs are expiring i'll be able to i'll call an audible but as of now i feel like <laughs> that's kind of where i'm at like i do believe once you have kids like your money, my money, it's all fucking off. If I'm at home with those kids for even a fucking minute, you owe me every dollar because you have no idea what I've sacrificed. Yeah, dishes aren't quite kids yet. <laughs> no, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> um, what else has been going? Like, what, uh, so, 
you have this podcast. Let's talk about that a little bit. So it's called Celebrity, Celebrity Memoir Book. Book Club. Book Club. It's not long yeah, enough. You know what? Do you remember what our old one was? Well, it was the Britney Spears one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was called Hold On One Second. We're talking about Britney Spears or I mean, the acronym Who's with Tabs. <laughs> <laughs> those things are funny those, like- for a day. And then it goes, it was just a bad mistake. Like I did stuff like that. Like, we, yeah. <laughs> we like to think it was the joke that got funnier. All 85 episodes of that podcast for it to be like 85 episodes in and be like, wow, we really found, made ourselves like an SEO fuckhole like yes yes it's just not it's just you want something simple easy but that is easier way easier to remember uh but so you read celebrity memoirs so you read the books the biographies the autobiographies and then do you tell people in advance so they could read it as well or do you just read them whole point that was like a misunderstanding at the beginning is I think people thought they needed to read to come like participate in the discussions, but we'll read them. And then we basically summarize them and like give all the interesting parts. And then we, we have a lot of opinions. People get mad. They're like, keep your opinions to yourself. And I'm like, well then buy the audible books. You dumb bitch. This is a comedy podcast first and foremost, but we go through and we give all the little details. And then we give our like armchair psychologist take on the person. We're not, nice i'd say most of the time but we try we like always try and like people but it's not but they're just unlikable <laughs> well a memoir usually a lot of times is just like a fuck fest for themselves like a narcissist being like this is what i did with my life i came from nothing i was picking up dog you know dog shit i'm yes, literally like exactly. telling my own story i was picking up the <laughs> but like i came from nothing private school in florida and then- <laughs> hey my fans don't know this no, no, they do. They do. They do. They know that I came from the top and started going towards the bottom and then still around there. You uh, really checked your privilege at the door and like climbed down the manhole. And you're like, I'm starting with the people. <laughs> to make it fair, I've removed every advantage I've ever received. All $100,000 of that real estate, whatever. I blew it. Yes. For justice. <laughs> Look, I mean, but yes, I did. But I always had the safety net of if I of if I failed, like that's the difference. And that's, that I love when like poor comedians like, Oh, your dad's rich. You have a backup. You'll never end up homeless. And it's like, let me see what your parents are. Let me really dive into what your financials of your parents are, because I got a feeling that you're not as broke as you're leading on. And you're just like mad about where you're at in comedy. Not so much about the financial gain. Also, a lot of funny people have very wealthy parents and we could go through them and you could go across the board. Nick Kroll, John Mulaney, uh, Julia uh, Dreyfus. Uh, that's it. That's it. Andrew Collin, Claire Parker. <laughs> Anyhow, but check out your um, podcast, uh, Celebrity Memoir Book Club. Do you the have memoir any- is important because there's like ripoff ones, but okay. we're Celebrity Memoir. Yes, Memoir. M- yeah <laughs> um and then uh do you have any shows in new york that you're running right now or anything that people can go no we're gonna you? we're gonna try and we're we're gonna work on it we gotta look into it but i'll, I'll come back on the pod and plug it <laughs> i really but, feel like uh, yeah they'll be begging we, for more claire parker they will be 
by then your <laughs> legs will be shaved and your pussy will be grown out and it'll be great and thank you so much for doing it i love talking to you i love seeing you i haven't talked to you in so long i love see- i know it's so nice to see you i'm glad you're doing good dude it's so nice to see you you see I'm, like I'm doing okay i'm just i'm gonna go hit golf balls and I, I see ceiling I'm looking at the biggest fucking window I've ever seen in my life. If that's not luxury, man, if that, if that's not made it with blackout curtains, that's, that's big. <laughs> Is he frozen? Is he dead? Is he bored? Is he ending it? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to puddles. Thank you, Claire. Love you. I'll talk to you, you. in seven months on the podcast. Can't wait. Bye. <laughs> Later. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Puddles, puddles, everybody now puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. You're standing in deep, you're getting real wet. You ain't that deep because you're kind of shallow. Shallow in the brain and shallow in your heart. You'll never get that deep inside the water, girl. You'll never get that deep. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down. You know, when you're standing in the puddle, you don't know where to go because you're so deep. You don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know how wet I am because I'm so wet. That's who I am. I'm so wet. Wet. I'm so wet. I'm so wet. I'm so, so, so wet. Now come on in. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, 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 everybody now puddles, puddles, everybody get up because you get down and then everyone will come over here. Yeah, puddles. Mm-hmm. Puddles.